Hi, and welcome. I'm Z. And I'm Keith. And we're going to tell you about the movie that we just watched. But first, a little bit of a heads up. Some of the movies we watch deal with heavy subject matters. In order to talk about these emotionally delicate things and the heavy subject matters that we sometimes cover, we add humor and crude language to add some levity and to process our own trauma. If that doesn't feel fun or safe for you, we completely understand. Please take care of yourself first and foremost. And we spoil the end of pretty much every movie that we watch. Now you know. (laughs) On with the show. Everyone's heard. Funniest sound I ever heard. But I can't understand a single word. Which is how people describe our podcast. Funniest sound I've ever heard. Can't understand a single word. That's how I feel about Bobcat Goldthwaite in this film. <laughs> He's exactly how I feel people describe me as a child. People being like, oh, you are so annoying because you were just like me. And I'm like, I think you mean autistic. <laughs> yeah, that's the hard thing. <laughs> I always... It's a thing. Yeah. It's a trope. Yeah. I mean, this is one thing that I was like, I was always hit hot and cold on Tim and Eric's awesome show, Great Job, because they did characters that seemed to have mm-hmm. issues. <laughs> yeah. And I know. Right. I don't yeah. know. And it's like Bob Quat, Bob Quat, <laughs> Bob Quat. Anyway. One crazy summer. You should follow us on Patreon because if you're not on Patreon, we have really, we have really great rates. Um, (laughs) We do a ton of bonus content. We do like a lobby before. It's a whole other. Yeah. It's a whole other ball game. If you're already on Patreon, I'm sorry that you have to hear this spiel because you know how good it is. You know, you're like sitting there, you're listening and you go, I already know this. But for those who aren't as blessed as you, I just want to say one dollar. We put so much. Not only one dollar, but you know, that's that's if I mean a dollar a month, that means for twelve dollars a year, you get like fifty something between fifty-two to fifty-three episodes. Cause last year it was fifty-three, you know, because we do an episode a week. That means a, we don't take a break. That means we don't, well, don't take jinx it. a break. Don't jinx it. Don't jinko it. <laughs> don't jinko jeans it um and also we do uh mini sods throughout you the get our year. you've heard us say this a million times but yeah. man it's so much content it is it really is and get, it's really a steal we are 
not valuing our time enough. True. But yeah, so if you're, if you're, I promise you, like there, it's not one of those things where we're like, being a patron is great. Like, we're not going to hassle you or like, like message you and be like, what do you, what's up? You know, we're not going to like invade your space. You're just going to get on there. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. (laughs) We're just going to, if you get on there, there's just like tons of bonus content for you to listen to. And like, if you've, if you've listened to, if you're not a patron and you've listened to every single episode that we have. Uh, at least the last like what like twenty to thirty episodes have like maybe not that many maybe like twenty I don't know for several months now we've been doing a lobby which means that there's like tacked on yeah, we content. did most of the last season the no lobby. no most of the last season no I think okay. I think it was like since September or something okay um but yeah like we've for the last for season three uh like for season one and two which like uh 2000 2021 i think we did two seasons in a year and then we switched over to a season per year so whatever Mm -hmm. so season one and two i we had our dishonorable unmentionable episodes uh for everyone and then in at, at the start of season three we launched our patreon and we moved all of our unmentionables there. Like you can still hear the ones that are like that we did in season one and season two. Like yep. those are still out those there. But everything, every unmentionable that we've done since then, almost every, we've had a couple that we have sure. released to everyone. But almost every single one that we've done since then is is all is just on Patreon. So like like you know that's like two extra minisodes a month, give or take. I think in December we didn't do one or we skipped on a couple because we forgot and we had like a ton of things that we were doing and we did a live that you can also see. Like if you go to Patreon and you become a patron, you can, if you haven't, even if you are a patron already and you didn't get to see our live, you can, you can go back and just watch it. Like you can, you know, it's not like the craziest, most exciting thing, you know, Um, but you can totally, um, you can see us interacting yeah. with two people. <laughs> one via YouTube. One via one YouTube via and one via text. text. <laughs> it was fun though. It was. Anyway, anyway. Um, um, we started, the first month we did the lobby was July. July. Oh, shit. And that was for everybody though. And then we did yeah. it to. Yeah. And then, okay. August was when we switched over so, to. Because we, we like to, um um what do you call it? Experiment. No, uh, troubleshoot, is it, tr- no, it's not troubleshoot, beta test, that's what it is, okay. we like to beta test, where we do something, and then we ask people if they like it, and if they like it, we're like, haha, it's for patrons. Yeah, only. so that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you like this? Well, now you have to pay for it. <laughs> but the other side of that is, if you're a patron, mm-hmm. we're very responsive, especially right now, since there are very few of you. Yeah. Um, we're very responsive to any feedback you give us. Yeah. If you're like, if you're a patron and you're like, y'all should try this movie or like, I would really love this. We try to prioritize it. We try to. Sometimes we can't because like certain things are actually like hard to get a hold of or like not super easy to. Yeah. There's lots of reasons. Yeah. And sometimes. It's nothing personal usually. Yeah. (laughs) Usually. (laughs) Anyway. You um, know who you are. I'm just kidding. There's um, no, that's not. Yeah, right? <laughs> every every single one of them is going, fuck. Mm-hmm. What I do? <laughs> I don't know what I did. No. It's a job. No. So one crazy summer, I was I was most nervous about this one. Um, because 
it, I was, I was worried it was getting... about how excited I was about it. I'm not gonna lie. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. No, um, because it, it's, it's, it's like I said in the lobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because eighties, so, eighties comedies are uh, hit or miss. Plug your ears if you're yeah. not a patron for this. Eighties <laughs> comedies are hit or miss. That's like, the truth. You can, you can, like, sometimes they're really and good. And really inter- it wasn't as bad as I was, as I feared. It, it definitely wasn't like. Let me tell you the opening sequence. I wish none of the cartoon shit was in there. I really wish none of the cartoon shit was in there. But I feel yeah. that way about all so, movies with cartoons in them. I don't, it's not, nothing against this movie. I don't know. It's, it's a discrimination I have. I don't like, well, I don't like live. I'm interested to rewatch Roger Rabbit. Never actually seen it. Also, Cool World, we should do. Yeah, is that that's the one with Brad Pitt, right? Correct. Yeah. Boo. Boo. Um, just because Brad Pitt sucks. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of softened up on him. Yeah, since, well, softened up. Well, I used to not, I used to be like, whatever, he's a great actor. And then, uh, yeah, he is abusive. <laughs> oh. He, like, hit his kid and shit like that. What? And oh. his, yeah. Okay, never mind. Like, the reason why Angelina Jolie and him split up is because he, like, choked his kid or something. Oh, I like, thought it was just because he didn't bathe. <laughs> I don't think she cares about that. <laughs> Most people don't care when people, yeah. I feel like if you're going to be married for like 12 years, she probably didn't care that he didn't bathe for that long. I don't know. They were married for a really long time. I mean, they were secret agents. Secret agents <laughs> together. <laughs> the family that spies together, am I right? Remember that episode of Alias? Anyway. Um, <laughs> hip. Hit me. Before watching the movie, I did make, in the lobby, made reference to Better Off Dead. Turns out. Turns out. Whoops. Same guy. Right. I honestly was like, this This reminds me a lot of just like the feel and the tone of it. I was like, it really doesn't remind well, me. Well, especially of- when the animation starts. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? I didn't remember any of that. Turns I out, same any- writer, same director. I forgot like that any of that the was next in year, Better Off Dead. Also, same Cusack. Same Cusack. <laughs> but apparently they didn't get along because Cusack was mad about how Better Off Dead flopped. <laughs> um, and also I read a trivia that uh, Siskel Niebert, you know, shat on Better Off Dead. And so two of the fluffy bunnies resembled them. Totally. I assume just because there's a skinny and a fatty. Well, know? also, one of them has like a cardigan and a suit jacket. So, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so pet. That's so fucking petty and stupid. Indeed. Imagine giving that much of a shit. You know what? Make the party. Oh, man. Remember? remember Imagine how- giving enough shit to draw that. I know. Animate it. Yeah. And then act put like. Put it into a live action film. And then be like, I'm above it. No, you're not. Or like, you know, like it just seemed like. Savage Steve Holland. There was an episode of Animaniacs. And this is just, this is just the casual fat phobia of the 90s. Where they yeah. had Ebert. Mm. Ebert's the. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> the local is what you were going to say. Yes. The one, the one that. It, the one that raved about the Virginia said one thing about the art theater and the art theater framed it and put it on the. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of fucking, I mean, vir- the Virginia hosted Ebert Fest. Exactly. Right. <clears throat> forever. Yeah. I 
Right. Until the pandemic? Or until he died? I don't remember which. No, until still. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so, oh. yeah, okay, Animaniacs. They did an episode where he was watching a movie. Getting, well, like, he was, like, getting liposuction. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. And it was pump. it was, it was pumping the fat out of him and turning it into butter that was put getting onto going onto his popcorn that he Genius. was eating. Isn't that so? Doesn't that make you think? Doesn't that just like make you think about like us as a society? It's so <laughs> similar to those fucking. <laughs> it's so similar to those fucking like like those like oh people do this. It drives me fucking insane. Where people will like, <laughs> it's like all those like you know dr- those intricate drawings that are like someone with like a cell phone and it's like it's like hooked up to an IV in there and you're like ah oh, and they're like makes you really makes you think is always what it's it really makes you think and it's just like someone like popping like Instagram likes as pills or something <laughs> <laughs> you're like stop yeah they're like yeah, yeah. oh and like you know they try, they're like oh wow and I'm like oh yeah isn't it so fascinating that you all f- saw what looked at this on your fucking cell phones yeah. <laughs> like well, it's, it's similar- when it's like when it's like something like Facebook and it's like posted to Facebook about Facebook yeah. being addictive or something and I'm like whoa I mean it just proves the point. <laughs> I don't no, even, me. I'm so addicted to Facebook that I can't help but post this critical drawing I made of it. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you caught some of it or you're aware of it and because it hasn't fully gone away, but like definitely for people my age or older, I feel mm-hmm. like there was a definite like into the eighties, definitely in the seventies in film. There's such in probably sixties too. Like, <clears throat> like you could take any of the, that type of mm-hmm. uh, social critique or whatever and apply it to television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there just was the, just the shitting so hard on TV and like, oh, it's <laughs> the opening of the masses. My fucking favorite commercial ever. This. It drove me fucking nuts, and I was livid about it. There was a fucking commercial for, like, uh, like, it was, like, something th- so, so stupid, like, like, um, logs for, the, like, you know how you can buy, like, logs for your fire? Like, you can get, like, pre Like a door flame yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. And it was people sitting on their couch watching, uh, the fire... It was a commercial on television, okay? A television commercial yep. means that someone was paid to act in this, wrote it, directed it, and it aired and was paid, paid money to air it on television. And they're like, sitting here and staring at this fire is so much nicer than than sitting around and watching TV. And then... And they and spin then, around yes. and face the camera. And then, they, <laughs> and then the actors turn around and look and they do this. And they like they scowl at you like you're so disgusting for watching TV. And I'm like, <laughs> you fucking paid money uh, to shit on people for watching TV instead of staring at a fucking fire. Like, what the? Fu- that's amazing. I was like, I, love that. I was that like, is this the best is commercial ever. <laughs> that's what, I was like, this is. I was so. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And also it like aired, like, it, I think I saw it like while I was watching like Conan O'Brien, meaning that they could only afford to like advertise it when it was <laughs> like so late at night, no one was going to fucking see it. 
Like, <laughs> weird that your company's failing. <laughs> Stupid shit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> dumb. Oh, man. Fucking dumb. It was so, I was so fucking, I was like, that's so, and like, and especially at that, like, I used to hate it whenever they would, like, Conan O'Brien, like, Conan O'Brien or, like, Jay Leno, they would yep. be, like, they would have people on from, like, TV or movies, and they'd be, like, they'd be, like, oh, you know, like, what TV shows do you watch? And they'd be, like, we don't own a television in our house. And I'd be, like, fuck off. Why are you acting? I don't understand this. I truly don't understand this. I'm, like, if you are, like, oh, that's, like, for, like, poor people. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what? Yeah, it, there's a lot of misguided. Yeah, I mean it's hard to navigate religion. under capitalism. True, true. There is no ethical consumption under capitalism, so that's true. I just feel like if you are like, oh, I don't watch movies or television, I just start it. I'm like, I don't. Well, I was. Recently- I feel like that's so fucking weird. Not to say like, even if you were just like, oh, I don't really like newer stuff. Like I'm really into like you know old. You know, like, oh, I love rewatching like old movies or whatever. I'd be like, oh, cool, whatever, you know. But just to I be like, I listen to old timey jazz. <laughs> just to be like, oh, yeah, that's like, I'm smart. I read books. It's like, then write, you ass. I don't know. It's so weird. I yeah. mean, I'm, you know, I. Well, and whatever. it's one of these things that, like, once you dig past the surface, it ends up being probably white supremacist. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Racist mm-hmm. and, or anti black. For sure. I mean, maybe not intentionally, but... And hey, Cabal, all three. It Cabal, all three. <laughs> Whoa, Cabal. <laughs> um, so yeah, One Crazy Summer. It's about it was, all these things and more. It was one crazy movie. One crazy... I like... Okay, <laughs> movie so real started. quick, let me get this out of the way. Okay, okay, okay. If I may. Because of speaking of... What? what? It's just, you're like, please, God, let me just say this one. Y'all know? <laughs> If you please the court, the only people, visible people of color in this film are three women. Uh, Who are all black. They're Yeah, seemingly all black and uh, uh, help for yes. the rich well, family. What's even better is the they are the help. Instead. They are help for the horrible rich family and... They're also backup singers for Candace. Cassandra. Cassandra. Thank you. Okay. For Cassandra. <laughs> you said it like I was. No, because I I was like, oh, her name is Candace. I kept calling her Candace in my head because it was like, the girl's name is Cookie and then her name is Candace, which is Oh, that's candy. why you said Cookie and Candy. I didn't know what the fuck <laughs> you were talking about. <laughs> that makes sense. I was sense. like, okay. <laughs> that makes sure. sense because that's not her name. Anyway. I was like, oh, I figured something out. That's not her, that's not her name. <laughs> so they call me Cookie. <laughs> so I mean, they call me Candy. <laughs> when Cassandra is singing, they're her backup singers, which might be fine. You might be like, oh, she's giving them like, you know, they're dressed as help. They're they're in they're like in, made like costumes, made. like bright pink made costumes. I'm like, that's not it. That's not. That's not it. Nope. So like when they're not maids, I mean, it's basically, she's basically pulling a fucking Gwen Stefani. She, at one point she says, I'm literally half black. Just kidding. She doesn't say that. And I didn't even know. I didn't. 
My dad used to no. <laughs> Once I finally visited Blacklandia, I was like, "Oh my god, these are my people." Here. That's her saying that. That's her. That's <laughs> we'll play her. She <laughs> <Yeah>. would. <laughs> um, yeah, that's. I'm always like really. It's always amazing to me to like watch movies from like the 80s and see like they yeah. really were like this is a white people movie like they don't it's oh, so yeah. fascinating I well, mean by fascinating I mean that people I don't want to say people didn't care because that's not what I mean I don't mean like actually like you know the yeah. you know people in the world didn't care but like companies studios yes. that they didn't give a shit they were just like yeah we don't really need to oh yeah there was that. no pretense <laughs> of- they're like oh we need someone a person of color let's just put an Asian person in here and make fun of China. You're like, ah! yeah, right. <laughs> and probably not even the yeah. It's, it's like they're FBC. Japanese and they're like yeah. pretend to be Chinese. Right. And no one will know the difference. <laughs> and they were right, honestly. But yeah, like it's so. Um, especially early '80s comedy, I would say. I will say this. Yeah, this didn't have that in it. Okay. What? Right. It didn't have the weird Chinese person. No, the one Asian character. Not problematic oh, at all. No stereotype. True. The banker. I mean, you could argue yeah. that that's well a thing. But he, yeah, I do I like mean, his name is Chong. <laughs> that's his I forgot first he name. was in there. Yeah, Chong. I forgot. And they do the they do the fucking Godzilla, Godzilla thing. thing. But he, he just thinks, laughs at it. Yeah, uh, it's not like <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but he's not doing anything. He's not doing he's an not, yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, doesn't yeah. bow at anybody. Right. Yeah. He's not wearing a camera around his neck. He He's is, not a gardener. Yeah, he is. So for um, the 80s, this is top He tier. is hate-crimed, though. Because he says, I'm having a great time at this party, and then he just gets choked by the white guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely misplaced <laughs> anger so by... Yeah, for sure. What's his name? Right. <laughs> it's so... Yeah. Actor? He was... I really liked him. He was a great villain. This... Oh God! What's his name? It's it's um. Oh God, William. William Hickey. Oh yeah. <laughs> My the old man. I fucking love William Hickey because he played Carlton on Wings, and he. <laughs> huh. <laughs> yeah, he's great. <laughs> and he he's just al- he's always been that way. Yeah, he, he looks. And as I said, he looks closer to death in this film than he did during all of these. Like, movies. how is that possible? And I'm like, well, this is an actual like film movie, and it wasn't filmed on like you know a VHS recorder like all primetime television was in the 90s. He, uh, like, I fucking, I mean, like, if and as I, I don't know if we've t- talked about it on mic, but like, I first was aware of him from uh, My Blue Heaven. Oh, that's right. I don't know if we've talked about it on camera, but yeah. Yeah. Where he says, it's a popover. It's a <laughs> And he does, oh, I love him so much. Like, he does this, like, in Wings, he just plays this old guy that asks these questions that, that there are no answers for. And it, it aggravates everyone to the point that they hate being around him. I think my favorite episode is when he falls down the stairs at Helen's. And then he yes. he moves into her house. Yes. And it fakes being... Yes. And, he, and there's this scene at the end where they're moving out. And 
he has like he has like a bunch of cats that he moves in with him and he they're like did you get all the cats and joe's like one two three four seven eight nine yep (laughs) but he just throws one out the house he's just like one two three four seven eight nine yep (laughs) anyway it's really funny i'm excited to know that uh mark metcalf who played the rich asshole child whose, whose name is apparently Akila Metcalf or Akila Beckestead. The actor's name is Mark Metcalf. He oh, was okay. on uh, Jag. Yeah, he was also on Major Dad. Yeah. <laughs> also, his fucking uh, uh, his fucking IMDb picture is does not look anything no. actually like how his face looks. I didn't click on it many times because I was like, well, that's not him. Yeah, right. (laughs) I am. Okay. I want to say this. I want to own this. This is something that I don't know how to actually deal with. This has nothing to do with the movie. Okay. Has nothing to do with anything other than I'm getting older. Okay. This has been happening for a while and I really. And this is how I find out. Yeah. I am extremely uncomfortable with even talking about it because I'm so embarrassed by it. Well, I'm glad you're doing it in a public fashion. I confuse people online all the time. Oh, no. And by that, I mean that I will forget and I will think that some, I'm like, I don't even know how to describe it. If, cause you know how everyone's profile pictures are like so tiny. Yes. So if like one of them has like a lot of pink in it or something, I just associate that with a specific individual and will therefore transfer all of my feelings onto anyone with a pink and will confuse them. And I have at times almost or have commented (laughs) to, to a person as if we know each other better than we do because I just assume it's someone I know really well because... And I'm like, I can't see their, I I mean, I'm bad with names anyway. And they're like, I just will literally be like, like convinced that I'm like looking at the status of a dear friend and realize this is a person that I've barely interacted with, even online, like never in real life. Yep. And I've been transferring all of my, and, and then I get confused. There will be times where I'll be like, that's my best friend, so-and-so. And I'm like, Ope. That's literally, I've never spoken to that person. I feel like this is somewhat in the same genre as of, uh, you know, like. I just feel like my parents when I do that. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I I think this is a, a fairly common thing, but like at family gatherings, <laughs> any, any of the women in my family, they'd be like, they'd have to go through the list of all the men in the family before they got to the person they are actually trying to talk to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also, this is another embarrassing confession. My dad, I think was like at someone's funeral, <laughs> like flew to New York for a funeral. And they took pictures because of the family was gathered together because whatever. This was sure. like many years ago. This was like 15, 20 years ago, something like that. They took a bunch of pictures. They got them developed. They were sending them. I was looking through the photos and I was like, whoa, this guy's hot. And they were like, that's your literal like cousin. And I was like, oh, well, oops. 
he's pretty hot. <laughs> I was like, they were Whatever. like, why are you say it? Why are you looking at funeral photos thinking that you're not going to be related to the people in them? And I was like, that's fair. No, it's not. I mean, it was like my grandpa's brother. Like everyone, I'm related to everyone there. Or something. I, Maybe it was my grandpa's whatever. brother. Anyway. Those of us who have never been attracted to a cousin can cast the first stone, I guess. If you've been attracted to a cousin, let us know. Tell us tell us below in the comments in this teaser for this episode. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe. Yeah. And share this with everyone. Um, <laughs> Z is a cousin fucker. <laughs> it's not true. I just said one of my cousins was cute when I was looking at photos. Yeah, I had a total crush on one of my cousins. Stephanie or Kelly, I can't remember. And there were two sisters. One was my age. Mm. That was the one I thought was cute. Not the toddler. <laughs> so my apologies to both of you. <laughs> Whichever I'm one. I'm sure you're listening. <laughs> I'm sure we have tons in common. Yeah. And Well, that's the thing. I like, I don't, yeah. Like, I, I don't really, yeah. Were they? And they were actually second cousins, so it would have been fine. They would have been, yeah. Because they were... As long as you don't get them pregnant, it's not a big deal. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they were the kids of my cousin, Teresa, mm -hmm. who was the child of my dad's brother, Dick. Oh, shit. What was your dad? Your dad's name was... Donald. And his brother's name was Dick. Correct. And so... And then their and then sisters were Wilma and Wanda. Oh, but your mom carried on the D. Sorry. Nope, I didn't mean... I didn't mean that. I didn't mean Get it. Get that out of your mouth. I swear Get that D out of your mouth. <laughs> Get my mom's D out of your mouth. <laughs> yes, and as famously... Well, I don't know. As famously... As everyone knows... <laughs> Oh, and there was the other brother, Dwayne, who is my namesake, who died. Yeah. So I didn't know that. My first name is Dwayne. Uh-huh. I have the same initials as my dad, D Donald D.K. McKenney. He oh, had no shit. middle name, just a middle initial. Hot. Which was handed down to him from his father, Braxton K. Hot. Okay, but uh, I was called Keith to be alliterative with my brother, Ken. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Wow. And then my brother, bless his living okay. soul, uh, uh, my, my nephew's middle name is Braxton. After our dad's dad. My dad's dad, not his. Oops. I was going to say, yeah, okay. So he named his kid after your dad? After your dad? I mean, he was raised by my dad. So Okay, okay, okay. Bio dad. Your bio dad. Correct. Not his bio dad. Correct. Interesting. And his middle name is my mom's dad's middle name, Edwin. Edwin? Yeah. Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> That's a terrible name. Uh, yeah. White people. My brother's name is mm -hmm. Irvin. Oh, I kind of like Irving. Is Irvin. It Irvin, Irving? Not Irving. Okay. Irvin. And... When, like... Is that with an E or an I? I. Irvin. Irvin. And my mom hates his name because... Oh, she didn't choose it. 
she picked this out is the his one name. Where his dad. His name was going to be it. Michael. Yeah, something. Jeremy Michael, I think, was going to be Jeremy Michael. I think that's what it was going to be. Which we all know, if your name is Michael. Cards stacked against you. Yep. For being a good person. Yeah. You. So, you know. But she, like, passed out after she had, like, she, she had, like, a lot of blood loss or something like that. She wasn't, you know, so she was, like, passed out. And when she woke up, he said... I named him after me. And she was like, we literally talked about this. And you said you didn't want to pass on a horrible name to your child. And so we picked this nice, not horrible name. But he was all drugged up. And yeah, he was all drugged. (laughs) Yeah. And so he named. The epidural. Yeah. So, and it's funny because that's not what my, my brother's name is. It goes by Sam. It goes by Sam? My brother goes by Sam. That's what I heard. (laughs) It goes by Ham. Or he gets the lotion again. <laughs> I got a pill. I got a pill too. So while you go ahead and empty your bowels, and then I'll empty mine right after. <laughs> I didn't realize you were still chewing. I'm sorry. You're joining us live for our ASMR podcast. Here's the thing. People hate the sound of chewing. Some people. Yeah. And and people also love the sound of chewing. I am a love the sound of chewing person. It is so like that ASMR when people are just like crunching into something. It's so enjoyable for me. I love it. Like when people like, like this is a weird, I don't know what it is, but like the sound now I, you'll be surprised by this. You'll be surprised by this. The sound of my mom eating peanuts. I'm always like, God, this, I want some peanuts, you know, like those peanuts sound good. You know, they just sound so yummy. I don't know. Like people chewing has never been, but it's like a thing where it's like people. Let the record show that. (laughs) Z has now not only mentioned my mom carrying the D, but also their mom eating peanuts. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> peanuts. Why he gay? Peanuts. Ha penis. Ha penis. Ha penis. Penis. <laughs> You know, when Peggy Hill has to say, yeah. Mm, Somebody stop him. Um, Yeah, this is a movie. Like, basically, the this is a weird movie. This is just a weird movie. I don't even know how to talk about it. I was a little bit worried at first because they kept doing the thing where, like, like, they just have these, like, one-off things in there. Like, it's graduation day and... They all throw their cap in. They all throw throw their caps in the air, and like it comes down. Like one of them is just like and hits someone in the back and like kills them. Or I mean, that's the implication. Like he just goes limp in John Cusack's arm, and he just like sets him down on a chair, and they walk off. Shit like that, where you're like, what is the tone of this? And then like everybody's getting cars. That was like almost funny. 
It's like Froggy, King, Princess, like the names on all these cars that people are getting on graduation. And then when it gets to John Cusack, he has a steamroller. <laughs> and so you're like, oh, that's funny. But you're like, it's so, it's so much, one, it's so much bigger that his family is so rich. Like you would have to be so rich in order to afford that. So like, I don't feel sorry for him because if his parents can afford that, then it's probably like. I thought the implication was that George got it for him. Oh, I thought the implication was that that was what his family had waiting for him. Like he was going to be, yeah, I don't know. Cause his, his, cause wait, George was the, his friend, right? And he was like, "You got to come on vacation." He's like, oh, "I don't know," blah, blah, blah. and he's like, and they get to his, and it's like that thing, and he's like, "Oh yeah, let's go." Like, that's what's waiting here for me. So like, yeah, let's go there. Is what I, thought. I mean, just because you can't play basketball with a shit doesn't mean you've got no other option in life. I guess you're right. There you go. And nothing proves that more than being surprised with your brand new graduation wheels. That final parental confirmation that you're going somewhere in life. And this is just the vehicle to take you there. Nantucket, huh? When can we leave? George's grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. This is an amazing character. Also, this was like a funny version of my grandma. Like when he walks in and he's like, Grandma, and she's like, oh my God, I missed you so much. And goes right for the granddaughter. Exactly what it was like with my grandma, except for I wasn't the one that she went after. It was my sister. Like, there was this one time that I bought my grandma a birthday card. And, like, I don't know. I did stuff for her for her birthday. And I did it. Like, I was, like, 10 or something like that. And I did it all with my own money. You know, it was one of those things. Mm-hmm. And I picked it out. And I, like, wrote her thing. And my sister piggybacked on it and didn't get her anything and said, can I write something in your card? And so when I gave it to her, she thanked my sister for it and not me. <laughs> she didn't even thank me for it. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And it was like, yeah, so it was like shit like that. Like my, my grandma would like ignore me completely and like would just, you know, like it didn't matter what I did to try to gain her favor. She didn't give a shit, but she was also like severely disabled. So like she also didn't like cook or do anything like that. And she had to be taken care of. And so it wasn't like you didn't get any sort of like warmth from her whatsoever. Not to say like disabled people cannot provide warmth. I just mean like she didn't do the grandmotherly thing of like having sleepovers or, you know, like baking desserts or anything like that. She was just like, who's going to give me, who's going to give me the most attention? It doesn't matter because I know who I'm going to give the most attention to. So yeah, she just accused me of doing a lot of uh, things like, like abusing her animals and shit like that. (laughs) L-O-L. <laughs> Which I did not do. She once accused me of breaking her cat's rib while it sat on her lap unharmed. <laughs> um, the grandma was played by Billy Bird, who will be very familiar to you. Yes. She was in... Oh, God. What else was she in? Everything. Oh, there's something specific. It is something... Oh, God damn it. She was in 16 Candles. That's not surprising. She's got a bit in Home Alone. Dennis That's Domenis. what it is. Home Alone. She's she's, she's in the Police Academy movies. She was in Home Alone. That's what because I've seen that movie. I was like, it's something that I've seen a fucking million times. It's Home Alone where she's like in the airport and uh, what's her name? Uh, the mom that's in. God, why can't I think of her name? I don't know. 
you do know, she was... I don't know why you can't think of the name. <laughs> God damn it. She was in... Um, 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 she's in all of... Whatever. She was in Schitt's Creek. She's, uh, she played Moira. Maureen O'Hara. Yes, Maureen O'Hara. She, she's in the airport and she's like, she's like, I'll, you know, she's like, I'll trade you these earrings or whatever for your plane ticket. And she's like hawking, like, she's just trying to get like a plane ticket to get to her kid before, uh, Christmas or whatever. And she, and that old lady's like, oh, we should do it, George. Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. You're right. Maureen O'Hara. Oh my God. See, but this is this is the thing. I didn't know the difference. I was like, that sounds right. I wouldn't have guessed that, but that's fair. <laughs> it's because I said Moira. Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. I did it. I fucked you up. Uh, so many people in this film. There are so many people in this. Curtis Armstrong is in this. It's just it's basically just a movie where they keep doing things, <laughs> and then thing other things happen. I will say it has more of a through line, more of an actual plot than Better Off Dead. Correct. Also, it's not that it doesn't have a plot. It's just like the plot is basically like kids hanging out for the summer. Like it's not like they they get into things. They like do shit. But like the ultimate plot is like friends hanging out. So it's like different things. we made were the real journey. (laughs) Um. So it's like there's different like plot points, but it's like I think it's supposed to be I I mean, I don't think it does a great job of this because she's saying um, like they go there seemingly they like leave graduation to go there yes. to Nantucket and uh, Cassandra is selling tickets for her show that happened August 1st. It says August 1st is okay. the show. So it's I believe it's supposed to span several months because graduation would happen in May (laughs) or June. Yeah. So like, that's going to be like at least two months. So I think it's, it spans like a month or two. It's supposed to. Right. Um, which would make sense. It does not seem like, like the way that it, it plays everything out is like, this happens in a matter of like three days. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I think it's supposed to be like, more month. happens in two days right. during weekend at Bernie's than this. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. So it's just like, it's supposed to, So that's why I more mean it's like the plot is more that like kids are hanging out and like things happen around them. Because if if it's happening over several months, it means that, the, that nothing's really going on. For them. Well, but I, I think the plot... Well, it is fairly disposable is is just an excuse for a lot of the hijinks. For real. Yeah. I think it adds quite a bit that, you know, it's like you're rooting for an underdog because right. ostensibly everything's happening to help Cassandra right. save her grandfather's house from being bought by the asshole who just wants to tear it down and build And it's interesting houses on houses on it for his own right no he benefit. wants to he wants to build a lobster shack or whatever well, yes, a lob- but he lobster. wants to do a whole development yeah. around it but um I and think, if they don't win the regatta his yeah. dad's gonna stop 
No, his grandpa will take everything away from both Well, of I them. meant the elder. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. If you screw it up this year, Ted, that decaying old man, your grandfather, takes everything away. Do you understand, Ted? If you don't come home with that trophy, we lose it all. No more pools, no more Ferrari. And do you know what happens then, Ted? Don't say it, Dad. That's right, Ted. You'll have to go to... No! Work! No, Dad, don't say it! Don't say that word! Please, I'll win! Just don't say that word! The interesting thing about that, though, is that she, like, Cassandra says that she's going to visit her uncle who's sick and he takes care of a bunch of people like he has like a house huh was it okay sure i could be wrong i don't know i'm i don't i don't think it we never see him yeah well because he dies like he's dead and so you know but he he dies in between our introduction to her and them arriving well, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. I think there's more time that's supposed to have passed well, yes. because it looks like they get there and then they go for a drive and she's at a funeral dressed completely different. So it's like, I think it's like time has, is supposed to have passed, but we don't, that is not clear. Correct. Um. Anyway. So like, she's like, I have to come up with the money to save the house, but it's like, she's not even doing it for her. Or anything that has to do with her. She's literally trying to save the house so that these people don't get displaced. Right. And I feel like not enough is, yeah, is dedicated. Yeah, she should be the main character. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Instead of it's this. It's very weird. Yeah. But, like, that's such a, a noble thing to, yeah. to, like, put your money towards. It's just, like, I, I'm i trying to keep these people from being homeless. Which is essentially what her uncle granddad or whatever her uncle grandpa did. And that was like, you know, it, but like, yeah, not enough time is given to that. And it's like, not at all. And like, also you never see the friends really. Correct. I mean, the occupants of the house. Yeah. 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 You never see them. And she's always, I didn't even realize that that is what was going on at first because like they keep visiting her at the house and they just sit on the porch and no one's there. It's just, it, yeah, it's so weird. Oh, yeah. What about the day where like, it's so, so many threads. There's so many things, but like, <laughs> and there's so many things done just for the gag of it, like the Godzilla thing, right? Well, which, yeah. As mentioned, or as I mentioned while we were watching it, Arrested, Arrested Development totally ripped off. Yeah. Uh. So there's this weird thing that happens that I'm assuming they cut something out of it because it's pretty nonsensical. So they have the show, like she has her show. Yes. To raise money to save the house. She she makes enough money to save the house, but the yes. banker says, sorry, it's no go because you're too late on this. And she was like, you had until today. And he's like, cool, but someone else bid on it first. So whatever. It's There's more to it, but who cares? The next scene is them hammering in like the future home of the lobster shack or whatever, right. of another lobster shack. And John Cusack and all his friends are walking up to the house, soaking wet, going, what just happened? And she's like, oh, I couldn't. And I'm like, what the fuck? Where? Why? I don't. Like, I was like, why are they fucking soaking wet? Why isn't it? Like, I maybe I'm wrong, but I swear to God, I was just like, there's no, there's nothing. No, I that-, think that was explained, but I could be wrong. I can't remember exactly. I feel like it wasn't because... I think we cut away from them for so long that... 
Maybe, but whatever. God, it's so just, many stupid yeah. gags that recur for, <laughs> that aren't I, funny. It's I there. <laughs> it's like George getting sat on. By oh the my bad god! Guy. There's this. I this was funny, but also not funny in the beginning. George George has a shitty car, right? Yes. The Christmas tree. Yeah, he's like he's like my mom thinks I'm irresponsible. Can you imagine that? And then like it's graduation, so you know it's the middle of summer, and they get to his well, car. Well, the beginning of summer. And so ugh, sometimes I can't. Some you know, other people don't know you're joking, Keith. Are those other people here with us right now? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was good. Thank you. Um. <laughs> um, they get to the car and like the Christmas tree that's like dead and like loving l- it completely <laughs> like just dried out and like you it's know still got some decorations on it yeah by the way well tinsel is like just strapped on top of the it does I yeah. thought it just, whatever I think so. it's strapped on top of the car meaning he never but it stays there the rest yeah, of the movie so that's like- <laughs> Honestly, at one point, or not at one point, I don't know why I said at one point. I mean, at like if I had like forgotten to do it, like this is how my uh, very neurotypical brain works. If Go I on. forgot to do something like that for long enough, I'd be like, I don't think I can because now it's too late. Well, it's part of the, and now I'd be like, I, I'll miss it when it's gone. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened for him. We don't know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like that's why I said at some point I was like, oh, I don't know. This is part of the car. Now. Yeah, exactly. That's what it would feel like. Immediately, once we saw George, which is pretty immediate in the film, <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, this guy yeah. who I'm like, oh, first of all, I'm like, he kind of sounds like Brian Doyle Murphy is what I said. And you're you like, did say that. you laughed at me outright because you're like, who the fuck is that? And I said, sorry, Murray. And you're like, what? Who? And, I, <laughs> and then I said, uh, it's true. Bill Murray's half-brother, who's been in a fair amount of things we watched. And uh, then I'm like, he's also not Tim Heidecker. Which I Um, said. And then it turns out he is a Murray. Joel Murray. Mm -hmm. The youngest Mm -hmm. of nine. Wait, so that means he's the brother of? Yep. Wow. Oh, wow. That makes so much sense without making any sense. Yeah. But if I may go through, let's go through uh, some ca- some casting a little before we <laughs> attempt to do more with the plot. Oh, I, I didn't, I wasn't going to do more with the That's plot. That's fine. Do In it. the lead, we got John. We got the Cusack. <laughs> we got the lesser Cusack as, as previously discussed oh, on the podcast. suck that, Anne. I said the lesser. Suck that, Anne? <laughs> Girl. Don't worry about it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Which, uh, I was recently trying to catch up with Better Call Saul, and I had I did not I was not unaware on my previous watch through that uh, Anne Cusack plays the ex-wife of Michael McKean's character, Chuck McGill, brother to Jimmy, mm-hmm. aka Saul Goodman. Mm. Um, who's Michael McKean's? Fabulous in it, by the way. Michael McKeon's pretty fabulous. Yeah, I just never, I don't think I'd seen him in such an extended sort of dramatic role. That's fair. 
Yeah. And he's so good. I think he has a lot of range. I think he, he has really a does. lot yeah. of range that he, yeah. Underutilized. Yeah, for sure. Loved him in Airheads. <laughs> that ponytail. Yeah. Um, okay. Cusack, uh, Joel Murray, um, who kind of disappears as a character almost. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he's. Yeah. Despite being the like instigator of the initial action. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demi Moore as C- Cassandra. Cassandra. <laughs> Which all I can think of is Wayne's World because that's uh, Tia Carrera's character. Never seen it. Oh, what? Yeah. We have discussed this so many times. I believe times. you. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Go ahead and make fun of my memory loss. It's not, it's not a loss. If you never had it. That's fair. <laughs> Cassandra. Um, and her horrible braids. God, she just looks like something nested in her head. Can I just say, uh, also say here, this movie has a lot more in common with satisfaction than I anticipated. That's fair. Yeah. Including will... the hair. Like <laughs> Julia Cassandra's Robert hair too, yeah. is like. Yeah, similar to whatever goes on with Julia Roberts' aesthetic. I'm going to say this. Uh, white people who choose to do braids and or dreads uh, in the style of not something that they should be doing, uh, I'm going to always make fun of, period. And I would never apologize for mocking that. Uh, you look stupid. Your hair's not made for that. It's going to look disgusting. You probably aren't taking care of it right because it's not your culture. And also, you just look stupid and you always will. End of story. <laughs> you're welcome. And you're welcome. What are you looking up, baby? Other cast members? Oh. Who plays um, the dog? Sky plays Bosco. Damn. Um, <clears throat> oh, uh, in Better Off Dead, you remember the mom of of who who hosts the uh, exchange student that Cusack. I don't remember the mom, but I remember the exchange student. Oh, okay. Sorry. She plays the crossing guard in that one scene where she's. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Of this movie. Uh. Oh, yeah, the younger sister who only ever says the dog's name, basically. <laughs> yeah. Whose character name is Squid Calamari. I know. Yeah, because George's last name is Calamari. I did not get that. You didn't catch that? No. <clears throat> um, Is played by Kristen Getz. I don't know. Uh, wait, I was going to say something else. Fudge. <laughs> Oh, 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 when, when, when the young, rich asshole is like, she has those, she's a real hippie type. What did you find out about this place? Oh, Chong says he left it to his granddaughter. She's got one week to pay the back mortgage. And dad, I've seen this girl. She's a, she's a real hippie type. She wears like these braids. What do they call them? Corn husks? Corn husks. And you were like, that's good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that and that's Teddy Beckerstead, played by Matt mm-hmm. Mulhern. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's who I was talking about that was on Jag. Oh, we. No, his dad was the one on Jag. 
Yeah, I so mean, was maybe he. they both were? So was he. That's who I was talking about. Okay. That was on Major Dad. Sorry, I got confused. I... Okay, we have the Beckersteads. Teddy is the younger. Mm-hmm. He looks very familiar. I'm sure he's in other 80s movies. Mm-hmm. Um, his dad, as mentioned, played by Mark Metcalf. And then his dad, played by Hickey. William, William Hickey. Um, My boo. R.I.P. Yeah. Oh, what else? Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? Wait, hang on. Okay. I, isn't Curtis Armstrong supposed to be related to one of them? Is he supposed to be related to George? No. Just friends? Yeah. Okay. I thought so. Curtis Armstrong's character is named Ack-Ack? Yep. They call him Acky. Yeah. And I, because I kept wanting to make Acky and Saltfish yeah. mm-hmm. references. Um, big ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, ACAC is a military term for anti-aircraft. Yeah. Also, the ACK is the fucking airport code for Nantucket. Oh, which shit. Which you should know. I, yeah. I can't believe you didn't know that. And no, that's fair. Uh, Curtis Armstrong's dad played by m- one of my favorites, Joe Flaherty. Big ups. Again. I do you remember? <laughs> I can't remember if it was like the first or second episode. Maybe it was both of them that we did ever, where he said you wanted to do credits, and I lost my fucking shit. This kind of credits. Mm-hmm. I just keep remembering that. I just keep thinking of what? that and laughing. I don't. It's just funny to me when you're like, I want to do credits, and then you just list people. I don't know why it's so funny. It's so funny to me. I'm You've sorry. You've got your autism, and I've got mine. <laughs> <laughs> and together, all form the head. <laughs> okay, then we got the Stork Brothers. Played by Bobcat Goldthwaite. Hey, Stork guys! Hey, who? What's happening? How do you do? Hi, it's been, it's been, it's been it. Ah! Nice to meet you. And Tom V. Lord. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, He's from My Girl. Okay. He <laughs> plays. He plays one of the one of the people in the poetry class that she takes that her teacher is. And he, he's like Rocky road. A la mode. I get it. Anyway, go ahead. I know him from, uh, uh, a little TV show called we've got it made. Hmm. Short lived. It was one of those, again, I believe it was one of those where, uh, NBC or whomever tried to start primetime early. Mm. So, between it was like the seven thirty slot. Shit. They yeah. Put these like mm-hmm. pilots or like you know sitcoms that they had four episodes of. Anyway. Yeah. If I remember the premise is two roommates. He's of which he is one. And they hire a, a maid because they're two dudes. Yep. With money somehow. <laughs> yeah. Um and then she, oops she's really hot. So now they have to compete over attentions. Oh my god! That's and amazing. Of course, he's the goofy one. And the other one's like the jock or whatever. Yeah. Let me tell you, no one wins. <laughs> but he's also in a film, a, a horror film called Popcorn that I want to watch. Oh, okay. Okay, Storks. Who else? Oh, okay. The bikers. 
that I thought were going to be a way bigger deal in the movie because of how much space they take up in I'm like so promo glad material. they don't because wow that pink wig and also when it that's it it could just be the wig you know <laughs> on a bike <laughs> I mean it's n- no disrespect to John Matt to Zach Matt to Zach you shut up now <laughs> that's enough out of you it's only because of of who you are and how you did that wow <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> Oh, and then Kimberly Foster is kooky. Kooky. Oh, and... Kooky, won't you let and me your comb? Jeremy Piven. Yeah, Jeremy Piven. Who apparently BFFs with John Cusack. They were oh, roomies, yeah. kaboomies. Yeah. That makes sense. And Joel Murray, knowing this, thought he would not get the part of George. He was just like, oh, well. Yeah. Uncle Frank? Oh, my God. Played by... Bruce Wagner. He just kept, I kept, he just reminded me of John Grease and Real Genius. 100%. Um, Screenplay credit for uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. If it was Nightmare on Elm Street 2, I'd be uber impressed. Oh my God, speaking of, did you see this? Because I retweeted it. That guy who played the lead in 2? Mm-hmm. Uh, got sick in Mexico. Turns out it's AIDS. And now he's stuck in Mexico in a hospital right now where everybody has COVID. <gasps> oh my God. It's horrible. That's horrifying. So, oh my God. I should link to it, but yeah. in the episode, I mean, hopefully oh by God. then he's. Yeah. Somewhere safer. Oh my god, that's Horrible. terrifying. That's terrifying. Oh my god, and how heartbreaking. Yes, that's so. That's so awful. That's falafel. <laughs> Omelet. Did I name everybody? Uh. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Why? I was trying to help. Uh, yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. You did a good job. Thank you. Oh my god. <laughs> Look, I have I'm name disabled, okay? So this was hard for me. It's hard for me because it all sounds the same. Just you're just saying It's not for you. You ever consider that? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I truly wouldn't know how. <laughs> that face is so unfortunate. Thank you. <laughs> um, Let me see who played the aforementioned uh, Chong Freed or whatever his name is. Oh, you didn't name that? No, I don't. Oh, and here, the maids are played by Donna Clements, Alberta Glover, and Pamela Shattuck. And that's just their, their credit or Aguila's As- maid. Oh All God. three of them have the same credit. Oh, my God. Doing a good job. <laughs> Oh, the two medics? Oh, the, God. Don't say gay. Okay. Because they didn't want to give him mouth-to-mouth, and they were, like, getting in fist fights because they didn't want to give someone yeah. that was dying mouth-to-mouth because it was, Oh, like, I thought dude. it was because of the chili that he didn't... That he ate. Oh, how about... No, because he, he, did, he didn't eat chili. He got farted on I know. because someone else ate I know, ate but chili. they didn't know that. They saw the... Anyway, okay. So we got this scene with uh, Tyler Negron and... 
Ridge Hall as the like gas station attendants. Damn, that looks like one of those medical experiments that went astray. Little girl, I'm gonna have nightmares just knowing that that dog exists. Yeah, and we never see the outcome of that. Yeah, but they were uh, prominent '80s comedians, stand-up yeah. comedians, not unlike Bobcat. Mm-hmm. And uh, after the film was over, I was like, it's kind of a miracle that Tim Thomerson wasn't somehow in this film. Yeah, I know. Um, and then at the very end, we get Rich Little. Yeah. Who, if you grew up in the 80s, <laughs> was kind of omnipresent. <laughs> what was I know you what? didn't grow up in the 80s. No, but what did I say? What, was it Little? Did when Little Richard died? Did I say oh. Richard Little died? Because I'm that dumb. Yeah, you did say Richard Little. <laughs> Uh, and Donald he said, Lee. What? No, no. <laughs> Donald Lee played Trong Freen. <sighs> That's all I got. Yeah. For credits. Um, would you recommend? Oh, we're there already? Yeah. We're over an hour. We even talk about the. Uh, Dolphin with rabies. Oh my god. Foam too. The foaming. No, no, no. The foment. <laughs> the foam. Fomenting. Fo- foam's giving. <laughs> our, nor did we talk about how the the boat of our protagonist is played by two different boats. <laughs> there <laughs> scene with Joe Flaherty talking to the kid because he's a <laughs> militant type. He runs a uh, uh, military surplus store. Mm-hmm. He does a, a, a survivalist style class, which is clearly just a Boy Scout, right? Yeah, proxy. Uh, so he's talking to these kids on the beach, and they're they're running drills of like, oh my this god. is a plane crash, and you're yeah. here to rescue, save people. Oh my god! But his improv over like, now there are going to be bodies everywhere, just. Gushing blood, and their faces are going to be just pulled right off of their heads, and armpits will be hanging from trees. Their eyeballs are going to be sticking out of their heads, and you're going to have to just push them back in with a, a stick or something. And Joe Flaherty's an SCTV alum. Mm-hmm. Loved him as the pilot in Club Paradise. <laughs> you may know him as Papa, Papa. on the Papa Freak from Freaks and Geeks. Papa Freak. <laughs> Not Papa Geek. Oh yeah, Papa Geek. Well, Papa Freak and Papa Geek. Papa Freak. He's geek. The, yeah, that's true. Yeah, she's the she's the freak, freak and he's geek. Um, I don't remember their name at all. The character names. Either. Um, yeah. He whenever he turns up, it's always a good time for me. Guaranteed. Yes, I would recommend. I feel like this is yeah. This, I think if you like this film movies, captures yeah. <laughs> for sure quite a few things about the all the tropes of the 80s. And I'm going to If if I would say this is if if uh Bernie's is the last stand of 80s tropes of like you know the kind of pun I was trying to do when I subtitled the episode was 80s walking or dead 80s walking. <laughs> Was the idea that like 
that movie tried to use all these tropes that mm-hmm. got established like at the yeah. beginning of the 80s. Right. But they're clearly tired and worn out and that yeah. Bernie is the, the metaphor for that. This would be one of the films that put them up the uh, no, nostril of the uh, beginning of the 80s. I'm going to say this. The music is better than Satisfaction by far. Are you talking about the <clears throat> music performed by yes. the yes. in-movie? Correct. Yes. However, I'm not saying it's excellent, but I'm saying for 80s representation, like that sounds like something I would have listened to. I don't think it's as bad. It's not as bad as Satisfaction. Satisfaction tries to be less, it feels like what it's trying to do is be less uh, dated. Mm-hmm. The music the band plays. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be straight ahead rock and roll. Yeah. And they're playing songs from... from different time periods yeah and not the case in this one yeah for for real that's what i like about it though yeah it sounds like they're trying to sound like the 80s and they do and i like it better yeah i think i think she only does two yeah she only does two it's like because it's not a main component of the thankfully but you know i like her second song a lot better i liked i i i thought where her guitar sounds fully like a synthesizer yeah yeah (laughs) I liked it because there's no... It's also like, no, there's no Demi Moore uh, Right, there's probably. no there's no bones about the There's no bones about this one. It's obviously not. Yeah, it's obviously not Demi Moore. And it's obviously not anyone playing that music there. It's just something pre-recorded that they're all lip syncing to. But and I enjoy it. There are so many needle drops in this. There's so many <laughs> songs. drops? What's yeah, that mean? dropped a needle. But what does that a mean? A music cue. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But with like a song, gotcha, a gotcha. pop song. There's so You're many. You're like, yeah, songs. dropped a needle. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. Good luck finding it in this haystack. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so many Beach Boys songs. Oh yeah. There's fucking was, uh, again, so 80s. There was such a uh, weird... Steppenwolf, right? There's you got a Born to Be Wild or whatever oh, okay, it is. Okay, okay. I don't remember which one it is. I don't think it's that one, but it's like maybe. I'm like, how did you... For- this must have been before you had to pay for shit because there were so many. Or they just blew their budget on And they're in... Shit. Yeah. They play for like five seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially the Beach Boys shit or like... There's so uh, much Beach Boys, but that was Dancing so- in the street and... Yeah. There was so much Beach Boys in the 80s, man. That Maybe maybe it's like that's when like the, like the license ran out. So there was like a period of time where you could... Get it cheap or something. I don't know. Maybe they just sold their catalog cheap because everybody was yeah. on drugs or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But before their comeback with Coconut. Yeah. Oh, God. When was that? Late 80s? Oh, God. Maybe mid-late 80s? Oh, I forgot about that. Ask John Stamos. Oh, God. Um. That's what it was. Fucking. It was fucking Full House. No, no. I think it was before Full House. That no, that's fine. I oh. just mean like that was just like all about the fucking Beach Boys and like had the Beach Boys and everything oh, all the they? time. Okay. Oh yeah, I think John Stamos was like uh, John Stamos. John Stamos was one of his count of his rock cooter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he was like he like played with them or toured with them or something. He was like, you I mean, know. he's in the video. That's Coco fine. Ball. That's fine. I mean, in the show. Okay. 
in the show Full House. I, I think his character. Okay. 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 You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, yeah, I agree with you. I'd recommend because I think it's a. I think if you like '80s movies, I would like say. This. I, I wonder if you. Uh, Better Off Dead has a different kind of charm. A lot of it is yes. similar. You've got Cusack being Cusack. Yes. You've got Curtis Armstrong being Curtis Armstrong. Yes. Um, You unfortunately have Savvy Steve Holland doing animations in both. <laughs> mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, man, I hated him more in this one. Yeah, for sure. Who cares? Love is blind. Oh, oh it was so painful. Yeah, it was very painful. And nonsensical, and it didn't do didn't anything. Didn't help the plot at all. Didn't help the plot, and it didn't even... Uh, it distracted. Didn't, it, dist- it didn't even... It didn't even coincide with it, though. Correct. That was the thing. It didn't even... Very forced. ...mesh up with anything the, the main character was about. Like, he... Di- you know, just he just carries a sketchbook around, but he's not like... I don't know. They just really didn't... Also, a running joke is that his nickname is Hoops. No, I think that's his actual name. Whatever, who cares? Whatever. But that he, uh, everybody expects him to be good at basketball, but he's horrible. Yeah. But it's not really a good running joke? Yeah, it's not a good running joke because I didn't get it. Because apparently he doesn't play basketball. Apparently. Which I thought, I don't know. I was so confused about the basketball stuff. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? But if you want some coked out 80s Shit. This is <laughs> this is their baby. This is the one. This is the one for you. You can't be too allergic to puns. Oh. And on the nose <laughs> jokes. Jeremy Piven eats a dog's tongue. A stuffed dog's tongue. Yeah, that's the other thing. There's a fucking Odie in this. There's a fucking bullwinkle. And like, what is the licensing? Is this before yeah. you had to license shit? Right. Or are these things still being litigated? Is this why Savage Steed Holland is directing young adult television to this day? I don't want to be on the beach now, fun! I don't want to be on the beach now, fun! I don't want to be on the beach! I don't want to be on the beach now, fun! No, this is no way to spend the summer! I've got sand cake on my feet! I gave my ice cream to a shark! And now I've got nothing to eat now, fun! Get my mom's D out of your mouth.